Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. So what are we starting with? Well, tough times as meta. Meta, which for, you're going to probably have to explain. Most people still haven't probably cottoned on. Well, what meta, meta is. being Facebook, obviously Facebook. Yeah. But I was trying to be modern by saying meta, but no, let's call it Facebook because that's what it is. Yeah. Whatever they claim to be calling it. Uh, they're having to make cutbacks because, as you know, their share price has, has plummeted. Yeah. Jeff Bezos has, uh, is several billions uh, poor if that's the word to use, that he was uh, uh, a few weeks ago. And they have been making cuts, I say, for their employees. So Meta employees, Facebook employees, if you like, they have lost their um, ability to use the free laundry and dry cleaning service at oh, the Facebook campus. Yep. Um, and their free supper allowance, which has moved, uh, has moved from 6, uh, six moved from 6.30 to 6 o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. which doesn't uh, sound like an awful lot of change, except they've moved the last free bus to six o'clock, which means that they can now choose between getting a free supper or a free bus home. Right. Which sounds like, you know, being a bit petty on the, on the, on the, <laughs> uh, on the side of Facebook, but the idea of the, the free supper is which are people who are working late. And apparently uh, various members of staff have been seen uh, cramming up to 10 takeaway boxes with steak and then taking it home. Wow. Okay. Yes. yes. Well, I said that's always the problem with free stuff is some people were, I can remember years and years ago, an AGM at uh, Young's, the brewery, they used to have fantastic AGMs, lots and lots of free stuff. And then they started curtailing it when somebody was discovering, trying to get off with a whole side of ham. Uh just picked it up and tried walking away with it. Somebody noticed. So suddenly all the freebies started um, evaporating. Um, You talk about Facebook's name change to Meta, which doesn't necessarily... I noticed today Hermes, which anybody who uses online shopping will probably be familiar with it, but it's not called Hermes anymore. It's called called Every, E-V-R-I. Who knows why? Except, of course, that Hermes have not always had the most fantastic reputation. My Hermes driver is wonderful, but I know as a whole they're felt perhaps to be a bit lacking both in employee relations and indeed in delivering packages to you and making sure it comes to the right place at the right time indeed. maybe maybe every will be somehow will be every bit as bad or indeed much worse <laughs> maybe it was ridiculous yes and, and presumably odd. costing an enormous amount of money yes well rebranding does come at a price yeah. well where are you taking us now well i'm now taking you to my heritage the the website oh. you may remember yes. Last year, we talked about how my ter- my heritage now has the ability to animate old photographs. Yes, I've sort of forgotten. I am now a member of my heritage because I've yeah. had my DNA done with them. Yeah, right. Well, you can load up photographs of your your grandparents, mm. and you can see them coming to life. Yes, but they're a bit uh, creepy. I find they're a bit creepy, but not as creepy as what comes next. Oh, 
which is they have added the ability to for your your grandparents to give audio commentaries on their lives. How does my heritage know what they sound like? Well, that's the whole point. It doesn't. So the, you you write the script, and there are you can choose from one hundred and forty different voices in thirty one different languages. So it's probably two or three voices per language. Right. And then they synthesize the voice to perform your script. Would you like to have a listen to a sample that they've done from I'm a historical sure. character? Given See given you how you creepy you said it. <laughs> <laughs> said it was, and I'm not sure. Let's try. Hello, my name is Eric Wise, but you probably know me as Harry Houdini. While growing up, I worked in various odd jobs to support my family. One of them happened to be locksmithing, so I became an expert at picking locks. At the age of 17, I started my professional career as a magician. And there we go. Yes, he's the escologist for Sesame Street. Exactly. It's, it's awful. That's terrible. The idea of having your grandparents doing that, it's oh, just appalling. Were, were the anyway, animated we photos successful? The photos, yes, 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 yes. Well, then yes, this probably will be as well, despite the fact that it sounds horrible. 100 million people or 100 million downloads of their animated photos. Since they set wow. it up. This, this is just really creepy. I don't like it at all. Anyway, myheritage.com. If you're interested, it's free. So why not give it a go? Well, yeah, I can't help feeling they're discovering a new energy source. All those, all those people spinning in their graves. We should be able to harness the power <laughs> somehow. <laughs> let's have uh, let's have one of these. <laughs> Now, um, the world's longest car was built in 1986. Well, I suppose there's always been a world's longest car, isn't there? But the, yeah, Well, the, the very first car was the world's longest car, was, yes. Yes. The, yes. the Guinness Book of Records, or the Guinness World Records, whatever they call themselves these days, yes, yes, yes. Um, was uh, set in 1986 by a man called Jay Orberg, who built mm-hmm. himself a 60-foot Cadillac. And right. um, when and it had 26 wheels. When he decided <laughs> that wasn't quite I'd love to know what the turning circle was. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, then he extended it to 100 feet um, and gave it a hinge in the middle so he could make some attempt at going around corners, quite gentle corners, I imagine. Right. Anyway, um, since 1986, it's kind of been falling into, into disrepair in quite a shocking state until a chap called Michael Deezer uh, bought it and restored it, beautifully restored, and he then added one and a half inches to the length so that he could retake his own world record. So it is once again the world record. Seats 75 people, has its own swimming pool and helipad. What? Oh, no, you're having me on now. I'm not. The swimming pool is quite small, and it is directly (laughs) adjacent to the very small helipad, so you wouldn't want to stand up in it while (laughs) the helicopter (laughs) is there. Does it move? Well, no, I mean, that's the trouble. Wait, can you, can you park it? It will be a permanent fixture at Dieselland Park Car Museum in Florida. But when is a car not a car? Surely if a car, if it doesn't move, yes. it can't really be a car. It's a model well, of a car. It's a model. It has wheels and it has an engine. So from that point of view... Yeah, but if it doesn't car, move... No. No, it's still a car. I could put an engine on my garden table. It doesn't make it a car. If you go to the Science Museum, you can see Stevenson's rocket. It's not going anywhere, but it's still, well, it it's still a train. 
It did. Well, this this drove all the way from his workshops to Dieselland. Oh, oh, okay. So it could. So it can actually travel. It okay, can actually move. Awesome. Yes, you just can't go yeah. around corners, <laughs> even <laughs> with a hinge. Even with a hinge. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, from um, cars to roller coasters. Mm. And there are plenty of virtual roller coasters out there. You can sit in front of a screen and you can imagine you're on a roller coaster. But once you've done them once, then you know what the twists and turns are. And so they're not so exciting. Until now, thanks to the Rocco virtual roller coaster, it has two seats side by side, mm. and the heaps go up and down, swivel around, and they pivot and they rock about. Yes. They sit in front of a 75-inch screen, and you can draw your own track layout. So you trace the shape of the roller coaster on the screen, mm. and then it builds it for you, and it adds a virtual environment. And for $4, you can get a two-minute ride on a roller coaster ride of your own devising. What do you think of that? Well, I'm not very keen on roller coasters, so I try not to think of it at no, all. No. But there we go. For people who are keen on them, yeah. I mean, the idea that you can draw... What you can't draw is the up and down. You can draw the sort of left and right and, and the straights. Oh, I see. But uh, the up and down is worked out by the AI within the... So you can't draw a, a precipice and then view what it's like to actually plunge over. Exactly. Right. You can't quite do that, which is a shame because see, that'll be fun. I did see um, a, uh, a, a one of those sort of jokey videos going around, in which which parents put a child, rather a very small child, in front of one of these sort of uh, videos of a roller coaster. Uh, they put them in a laundry basket and then just yes. moved it around in their lap as it was going around. The child seemed to like it enormously. Wasn't that probably a lot cheaper in the long run? I would have thought. Cheaper. Yeah. Um, anyway, right. Well, let's have another but, one, and then we'll. But if you are. A roller coaster. Fan. Oh, it's a segue. It's a segue. Yes, I should have a noise for a segue, really. <laughs> we should. <laughs> Maybe the same noise we used be. a few weeks ago for How about the, this? the noise a car would make. No, no, no. The, the noise that a car, that an electric car would make, which was a. Um, oh, yes. I don't know. So I've got that anymore. By a symbol. Yes. Yes. I've long since one. gone, I think. Oh, well. Okay. Anyway, uh, right. Nobody's going to notice it was a segue anyway. Okay, suppose you're a passenger in an Audi and there you are going along gazing at the scenery and mm. you think, well, it's all very well gazing at the scenery, but frankly, I'd rather be gazing at outer space or perhaps a dinosaur-infested swamp. Well, now you can do that, or shortly you'll be able to do that, in June you'll be able to do that, thanks to Audi having developed the Hollow Ride. And the Hollow Ride is an HTC Vive 3D headset that you wear, and you can go into a, a virtual theme park. So it could indeed be a roller coaster, or you can uh, be in an asteroid field piloting your spaceship, or you can be, as I say, roaming around the swamps with uh, with dinosaurs, mm -hmm. or you can just be in sort of a 3D alien kind of environment. But the thing is, it's linked <clears throat> to the motion of the car. So as the car turns, where you're going turns as well. And if the car stops at, say, traffic lights, um, and it detects uh, if there are pedestrians walking in front of the car, then they're turned into aliens and you can shoot them. Yeah, hang on. About that. Hey, this is more why somebody's driving. Does this appear to the driver or just the passengers? No, just the passengers. Oh, Otherwise, it would be very silly. <laughs> City is a very I, polite I did say way of putting it. the beginning it. of this segment if you're in the passenger seat. Oh, okay. That yeah. seems quite extraordinary. Well, they, they've made a video to show it, um, which shows the car driving through 
urban landscapes and rural mm. locations. But of course, since it's a glossy video, they've chosen the most gorgeous urban landscapes and beautiful, breathtaking <laughs> scenery, which the person in the car is completely ignoring because they're instead looking at dying with aliens. aliens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that's one of the more bizarre ideas. And you, this mm. is definitely happening. This is definitely happening. They are releasing it in June. Good gracious. Well, the yes, one person gracious. I know who's got an Audi and swore they'd never get another brand of car no longer has an Audi, sadly, so I won't be able ah. to experience it. What a great shame. Um, let us just take a pause for breath. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to Gadgets and Gizmos on Share Radio. I'm in conversation with uh, Steve Kaplan, of course. So, what now? You can't segue after a break, can you? Because people will have forgotten what you were talking about before. I was going to, but I won't now. I was going to say that um, the uh, the Audi idea might well be dead as a dodo. And talking oh. of being dead as a dodo... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, um, the University of California has done a full genome sequence of a dodo, oh. which means, in theory, they can rebuild one. Good gracious. How about that? I know. Isn't that exciting? They've done it from a full-size dodo display in Copenhagen, which is one of mm. the few dodos left. There was one at the Hornum. um, at the Horneman Museum, wasn't there? There's one at the Fitzwilliam Museum in, oh, okay. in Cambridge, but um, it got a bit tatty and someone threw it away. Oh, well, I seem yeah. to remember there being one at the Horneman Museum mm. from when the kids were little, but I may be wrong. Well, interesting, the, uh, the dodos. The uh, dodo is Portuguese for fool. And it was so named by sailors who landed on Mauritius um, in the 17th century. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were so uh, taken with these, these birds that had no fear of human hunters that they shot them all. All of them. And within yes. 100 years, the dodos were extinct. Isn't that awful? Yes. Anyway. But we know that story. Um, but can they actually bring dead things back to life simply if they've well, got their... DNA sequence is slightly dis- disconcerting. Well, I mean, a chap called Mike Benton, who is the professor of vertebrate paleontology at the University mm-hmm. of Bristol. That's yes. a good thing to say at a cocktail party, isn't it? What do you do? <laughs> um, yes. He says that uh, bringing more recent animals back to life is easier than ancient animals mm. uh, because they'd be better suited to the, today's environment. But he also added, the dodo is a popular bird and it's one you can make a case for bringing back. If you bring T-Rex back to life, maybe that wouldn't be the popular thing, as it would run riot and cause havoc. <laughs> so he's saying, though, that that is possible? It's theoretically possible, yes. Well, I can't help feeling this would be the next stage for my heritage. You know, oh, we've animated yes. old photos, we've added a really very silly voice, but, you know, if you'd like to give us a bit of DNA of your granddad, we'll bring him back to you. Gosh, that would be scary. Well, yeah, I think that yeah. audio of Houdini was scary. Yes, gosh, 
no, that's 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 really given me something to think I'm, about. I'm getting a bit nervous now about everything. Yes, <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm getting increasingly nervous. What segue will link the dodo to the next item? None whatsoever. Oh, oh hurrah! hurrah. No, I have run out of segues <laughs> uh, for this week. Um, and let's move on to table tennis. Right. So, do you play table tennis? I have played it. It's not one of my favourite pastimes. Do you own your own table tennis bat? Yes, and a table. Yes. How much RAM does it have? <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly little. Surprisingly little. Well, I'm guessing it's one of the old-fashioned ones. I'm guessing that it's not a Genova smart racket, because this is our crowdfunding time of the week. Fan oh, fan hey, piece. you didn't give me enough time. You didn't give me enough time to find the. Um, well, I can't even remember what we used. Oh, yeah, I did. This- So this is on Kickstarter. This is Mm. made by Genova. It's called the Genova Smart Racket. And it's a table tennis paddle, Mm. uh, which has built into it not just 64 megabytes of RAM, (laughs) nine-axis motion sensor, um, a 100 milliamp hour battery, and a Bluetooth connection to the smartphone in your pocket, where it will report back on your technique. And if you're not holding the bat in exactly the right way, that'll tell you. It'll tell you. But off that's what it's for, trying to make you a better table tennis player. That's what it's for. Um, it is 170 euros, which is about 143 pounds, um, with no rubber on the bat. So it's just the blade. You can choose your own rubber that you have to stick on afterwards. Apparently, this is something that professional table tennis players do. Oh, they they buy a bat and then they buy the rubber separately. But I think the only 143 quid in a table tennis bat for to come yes. without any rubber is a bit Yes, I, I, I agree. Well, especially as you would think that most of the people who want it are not professional table tennis players because they want to improve their game. No, I think you would have to be a professional table tennis player in order to spend £143 on a bat. Hmm. Maybe, maybe a semi-professional, if there hmm. is such a thing. Have you ever I think just having a friend nearby saying, no, you have to hit it on the other side of the net would be quite useful. That would do it. Have you ever seen <laughs> professional probably do it from table tennis players? They are, when you watch, watch high-level table tennis at the Olympics or whatever, it is dazzling. That yes, you, you can't see, see the, the ball. ball. No. Yeah, I know. Oh. I, know. I, mean, I, sure. I eat table tennis. So I think it's quite a sort of gentle, fun game for the family. But when they play, there is, something else there is nothing competitive that is gentle fun. Even something like croquet is utterly vicious. It is. Some years ago, I used to play badminton with a friend. We were doing mm. a, a cartoon together in The Guardian. And after we'd finished every week, we would go down mm. to local sports centre and play badminton. And mm. we thought, we're getting quite good at this. And after a while, the badminton coach turned up and he said, would you like me to give you a game? And we said, yes, all right. So he played against the two of us. We could not return a single one of his serves. Oh, my goodness. Did you give up badminton then? Yes. I know it's embarrassing. But that's terrible. He probably wants to encourage people. And he said what he's done is discouraged. Absolutely. He's made us look like complete fools. Yes. Worse. Now you've learned how to do that for yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we have talked a couple of times on this show about perovskite. Uh, we have. I can't remember yes. what it is. Um, it's something they make solar cells out of. Oh, yes. Solar panels. Yes. Um, and it's not the, the, the latest uh, Russian oligarch to be banned from the UK and have his <laughs> right. house withdrawn. Um, 
Although he does, it does sound like it. Oh, why? Sounds like a Russian it, insult. It does. Perovskite. Perovskite. <laughs> um, is it only Russians who are allowed to be oligarchs? Do you think? Do you think Elon Musk is an oligarch or Jeff Bezos? I don't know. I mean, there've been oligarchs through history, I'm sure, but have not necessarily been Russian. But yeah, we these do tend days, to think of them only being yes, they're yeah. all Russian. Yes. yes. Anyway, so perovskite. It's good for solar cells because it's very uh, good at turning light into electricity. Mm-hmm. It does have a downside, which is that perovskite degrades in sunlight. <laughs> Sorry, shouldn't have, no. shouldn't have laughed. It is, it is a uh, bit of a problem. And uh, a team at uh, UCLA have been looking into this, and they have found that if they coat the surface with paired positive and negative organic ions, then it uh, prevents or rather slows the degradation. Mm. So they have found that um, they get uh, 87% efficiency after 2,000 hours with the coating, compared to 65% efficiency without. And I thought, well, 2,000 hours sounds like quite a lot, but if you assume that in California they have maybe 10 hours of sunshine a day, that comes down to just over six months. So if you're down to 87% efficiency after six months, uh, then Mm. presumably it keeps on degrading after that, your perovskite solar panels are not going to last very long. So it may not be the solution yet, but I mean, eventually, I suppose I'll find a coating that, that does stop the degrading entirely. But I think it's got a little way to go, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah, well, yes. So you mean solar panels now become sort of fairly useless very quickly? They don't know because they're not made of perovskite now. Ah, oh. well, just as well, is, frankly, it is. Well, perovskite <laughs> is the future, but I think it's still in the future. Like that thin carbon stuff. Whatever happened to that? You used to talk about. All the time, four or five years ago. A thin carbon. Single, stuff. single layer of single molecule layer of carbon. What was it called? I can't remember now. Oh, yes. Uh, well, we do still talk about it because it's still used in everything. I've given up talking about it now because oh, um, it's we're, so prevalent. Kind of oh, yeah, I just haven't noticed. With, with about oh, right. I see. Okay. I'm behind the curve, as ever. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so have one of these and then you can segue into something else. Right. <laughs> Graphene is the thin layer. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Well, at least you've reminded me what it was. Okay. Um, how big do you think the largest bacteria is, or bacterium, since there's only one of them? Well, I don't imagine it's got a helipad and a swimming pool. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you might find something in a swimming pool, of course. Well, the largest um, uh, bacterium known to Wikipedia <laughs> is the <laughs> Thea Margarita Namibiensis, oh, um, yeah, which lives not in Namibia, curiously, but it lives in de- decaying mangrove leaves in Caribbean swamps. And Ooh. if you look it up on Wikipedia, as I did, it says that they can grow up to three quarters of a millimetre long, which is visible to big the naked eye. So big for bacteria. Well, no, you think that's big. They've just found a new version of it that is up to two centimetres long. That's Ooh. nearly an inch, which is a very, very big for a bacteria. Yes. Quite scary. Wouldn't it be bacterium? 
For a bacterium, yes. Yes. But I, Sorry, I'm going to be pedantic because I'm getting nervous now again about the. And what what can this bacterium do? Um, I think it's a fairly benign bacterium. Which it's is not going to take over the world. I mean, because yeah, well, it seems to be growing at an incredibly alarming rate. It does. It does, doesn't it? Yes. But if you came across one of those, you'd, you'd really want to um, go somewhere else, wouldn't you, quite quickly? Well, I'm not altogether sure I'd like to spend much time in Caribbean swamps among decaying mangrove leaves. Well, it's just as well. There'll be lots of unpleasant things that are probably bigger than two centimetres. Yes, indeed. With teeth. Yes. 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 Teeth, fangs and all manner of things. Yes, horrible. Uh, time for something very quickly, or should I just say thank you? No, no, no. Let, let's talk about the biohybrid fish that have been developed. <laughs> At, um, at Harvard and Emory University. They're made out of human heart cells. Fish? So, fish, yes. They have made fish out of human heart muscle cells. They can swim autonomously for several months at a time. Um, the, the cells contract and stretch on an sort of alternating pattern either side of the tail. And there's a little miniature pacemaker that keeps them on track. Oh. How can you do that as our last story? I'm absolutely fascinated <laughs> no, by that. We've got no time left. That's what, your why? Lot. Why? That's your lot. I can't tell you that. Why? Oh, because, because of research. They say it could help in making artificial hearts if you want your heart to be driven by tiny fish. Well, I might need a heart transplant if they bring the T-Rex back to life. You might indeed. Oh, and that's a segue. It is. So that's it for this week, though. Uh, from Gadget and Gizmos, from Simon Rose, from Steve Kaplan, we'll be back with more at the same time next week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.